Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 33 of the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen. Today, we are gonna talk about fat loss. In particular, I wanna start off by just talking about why it might seem like you are struggling to lose weight and what your metabolism is actually doing. Then I wanna get into kind of the physiology of how your body actually burns calories. And then we'll wrap things up by looking at why choosing your personal preferences when it comes to your food options matter. And then we'll finalize things by looking at the most important macronutrient and why you not consuming enough of this macronutrient might be detrimental to your fat loss goals. So this is going to be a pretty heavy based episode and I'm really excited to cover this topic with you all today. So fat loss, let's just get into why sometimes it might feel like your body is just fighting against you when you're trying to lose weight. And the biggest reason is your body tends to fight against you when the weight changes. And the reason for this is essentially your body doesn't want to change. When we were all cavemen, you know, we weren't trying to lose weight. We were trying to survive. So our bodies have adapted to this over time over the evolution of us. So let's just quickly look at why your body tends to fight against you when you are attempting to lose weight. First, it's important to note that it uses very easily accessible energy, which is your fats and your carbs that you have in your blood, your muscles, and your liver. So your body's carbohydrates, they will run out relatively quickly and you have to replenish them. And your body can't really function without some in your system. So the longer that you tend to go without eating, your body will shift towards storing fat for energy and this is called lipolysis. As you start to lose weight your body will also start to protect against losing too much weight especially too much weight too soon. So roughly I would say if you were losing more than two pounds a week if you're relatively lean you could be losing too much fat too soon. Now of course this is completely individual so if you are three four hundred pounds of course we are going to see a more rapid fat loss like this in the beginning. It should start to level out though to the point where we don't want to see two pound decreases over the long term. So your body starts to fight you when you're starting to lose weight because its main job is to keep you alive. And once you start to lose fat, you're basically activating your body's self-defense system where it's just trying to keep you alive. It doesn't understand that you need to get at a lower weight to be considered healthy. It doesn't understand that you are attempting to step on the bodybuilding stage. All your body is trying to do is stay alive. So when it feels like this baseline that it's used to be, at is threatened, your body shifts and it starts to use protein stored in your muscle to convert to energy. And then at that point, of course, you start to actually burn muscle as a last resort, which is the last thing that we want. So as you start to diet, of course, your metabolism, it does slow down quite dramatically. And the more you diet, the more your metabolism is going to slow down. And the reason for this is because your body sees it as a way of you essentially starving and it wants to delay the process as long as possible. 
This is why when we are driving a caloric deficit, your body starts to plateau because your metabolism is trying to adapt to the new calorie intake to maintain the current weight that you're at as an attempt to not lose any more weight. And then at that point, that's when we have to typically drive a caloric deficit even more aggressively to break this plateau to keep the fat loss phase going, which makes it harder and harder the more aggressive you get with your caloric deficit. So at the end of the day, our bodies are much more smarter than us and they will always attempt to fight us when we are in a dieting phase. It's completely normal. It's how it is. I know a lot of people get really upset about that, but it's normal and we just have to accept it. We can't change it. So there's ways for us to be strategic with this when it comes to us needing to lose weight. So let's just quickly dive into how your body actually burns calories. First, we have our basal metabolic rate, our BMR, which is actually the largest contributor to the total energy expenditure throughout the day. Our BMR, it's a measure of the calories required for maintaining normal body functions, so such as respiration, blood circulation, gastrointestinal, and renal processing. So a lot of people, just to not go too much off on a side tangent here, a lot of people will interchange the use of BMR and RMR, and essentially they are the same thing, but they're slightly different. Our BMR, it's measured after an overnight fast, whereas an RMR is used instead of BMR due to the ease just of measurement, so there's no overnight fast involved. So they're relatively the same, but for the sake of argument, we'll just stick to RMR to avoid any confusion. So like I said, it is the largest contributor to our total energy expenditure. Approximately 65 to 70% of our daily energy expenditure. And then the second largest component is actually our exercise activity thermogenesis. So this is the exercise that we are intentionally getting throughout the day. And this is most variable between individuals. This is why, for example, I don't really recommend relying on Fitbits when it comes to your exercise activity calorie output even when you're on the treadmill or elliptical or stairmaster you know measuring the calories that you've burned on those types of machines are completely individual and they aren't accurate so it's just not even worth the headache to try and figure out how many calories you are burning for the from the amount of exercise that you are doing but overall calories are expended through our activity as this increases with frequency intensity and duration of time of course we're going to burn more calories so approximately 20 to the 30% of our total daily energy expenditure is from our actual physical activity. The next component that affects our total daily energy expenditure is actually our thermic effect of food. When we eat our food, we are still burning calories. Our body is working to digest those foods. So we are burning calories from the foods that we are eating. So I'm not gonna dive too much into this part because we are actually gonna come back to this section. So we're just gonna continue on and I will come back to the thermic effect of food in just a little bit here. And then the last component that we need to consider when it comes to our total daily energy expenditure is our needs. Our NEAT is our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Now a lot of people get this kind of mixed up and I'm not going to make a big deal about it because some people do, but essentially your NEAT is any exercise that you don't have to think about. So this includes twitching, blinking, any movements that you aren't actively trying to do. Now a lot of people will just try to tell you to increase your NEAT by trying to hit certain step amounts by parking further away so you can get some extra calories burned, taking 
the stairs versus the elevator, stuff like that as an attempt to get people to increase their neat. Technically this isn't right, but it is for a good cause. So I mean, I'm not too concerned about it. So those are the four things that contribute to how we actually burn our calories throughout the day. So it's important to note now, I think that, you know, to lose weight, it's not as simple as eating less and moving more because as you actually start to eat less, your body starts to burn less. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, your body starts to fight against you as an attempt to not lose weight. And this is where the quality of our foods really matter. So before we get into what types of foods and what types of macronutrients are ideal for an optimal fat loss phase, I just want to quickly touch on the importance of personal preferences and why it matters. The biggest thing when it comes to dieting is adherence. And what's the best way to achieve adherence? To ensure that you are consuming foods that you somewhat enjoy. If you're consuming foods that you don't really enjoy because you're limited to six types of foods each day and that makes it very difficult for it to be to make them palatable it makes it very difficult for you to be creative so that you're actually enjoying those foods likelihood of you adhering to that in the long term is next to none Yes, of course. You can lose weight quite quickly if you just stick to six basic types of clean foods. But typically this does result in yo-yo dieting because you can't wait to lose weight as fast as you can in order for you to eat the foods that you enjoy again. At that point, when you've reached your optimal fat loss, you don't really have the habits in place to control the foods that you enjoy into your diet in moderation so that way you can actually maintain your results. You're so used to the fact that you have to eat these six specific foods that it creates this mindset that these foods that you enjoy are actually taboo and bad and they didn't help you achieve your fat loss goals so maybe in reverse they're going to cause you to gain weight it creates this very unhealthy and unrealistic mindset and bad relationship with food Something that really helped me get over this fear that, you know, incorporating foods into my diet that I enjoy while trying to lose fat was that the best diet for long-term adherence is the one that's based on foods that you enjoy. The best diets are the ones that you can stick to long-term. There's been more than enough studies to showcase that being on a restrictive diet isn't good for adherence and long-term sustainability. At the end of the day, there aren't many foods that are inherently bad for you as long as you are controlling them in your calories. So my general recommendation is to make sure that 80% of your foods come from whole nutrient dense options and then that last 20% enjoy some treats enjoy some goodies it's okay it helps with adherence so you can stick to the diet long term like I previously mentioned there's been more than enough studies to show that those who aren't in a restrictive diet and are focusing on still incorporating foods that they enjoy into their day are able to actually stick to the diet long term and sustain their fat loss goals so let's come back to the thermic effect of food and we'll wrap things up with discussing the most important macronutrient that most people are not considering and it could be detrimental to your fat loss goals. So the thermic effect of food, this is diet-induced thermogenesis. Like I previously mentioned, your body is actually burning calories from the foods that you are digesting. So 10% to 15% of your total calories for the day are burned through the foods that you're consuming. But this does differ for your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. This leads me into discussing why the most important macronutrient matters and why you not consuming enough of it is detrimental to your fat loss goals. And if you guys haven't guessed it yet, that macronutrient is your protein. Protein and eating enough of it, it will have the biggest impact of your fat loss goals, especially when it comes to dieting. Why does it matter? Well, protein 
it has the highest thermic effect of food. Like I said, even though you're burning calories from the foods that you are consuming, you are burning more calories from certain foods, such as your protein amounts. So the thermic effect of protein is about 25%, whereas your fats, it's only about 3%, and your carbs, it's only about 6%. So essentially, if you eat less protein, you actually make it harder on yourself to lose weight because you aren't burning as many calories as you could be. So you might not always see that initially if you are just eating less calories and not focusing on your protein targets. But a lot of people don't realize that to lose weight, it's not as simple as just eating less and moving more. Because like I previously mentioned, your body starts to fight against you and it starts to burn less. So consuming enough protein is extremely important to help optimize and to mitigate this issue when you are trying to lose weight. So if you are dropping a bunch of weight in the beginning and you aren't paying attention to your protein targets, you might think that you'd need to disregard this episode, but I would really encourage you not to. And the reason for that is something that we need to keep in mind is that 45 to about 65% of your weight is actually just water. And then your muscles are about 75% of that water. And then protein, it makes up about 20% of your body's mass. So this initial drop that you are seeing, it might just be a drop in water and maybe even muscle mass, which is what we don't want versus actual fat mass, which is what we do want. So even though you are seeing a drop in the scale, that doesn't always mean that it is a direct reflection of fat loss. So like I mentioned, consuming enough protein is gonna be a huge component when it comes to you achieving your fat loss goals. It's also gonna help you maintain your lean body mass as well, which allows you to burn more calories essentially as you start to lose weight. It's also important to note that, you know, protein, it's a crucial component when it comes to our hormones, our enzymes, as well as comprising our hair, our blood, our nails. We need protein regardless of our goals, regardless if you want to get super jacked, regardless if you want to just lose a few pounds and not put on too much muscle, regardless if you just want to maintain weight and live a healthy lifestyle. No matter where you are in your journey, no matter what your goals are, we still need to have a sufficient amount of protein. So, Now that you have a general understanding of the importance of protein consumption, let's just quickly wrap things up by discussing how much protein that you should have during the day. This does vary depending on what your goals are, so I'm just gonna provide a general recommendation, and that's to make sure that you are consuming one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Simply take how much you weigh, and that's how much protein consumption you should be consuming. If you are significantly overweight, I do recommend that you base that amount on your estimated lean body mass. And that about wraps up today's episode. I hope you guys found it helpful. If you guys have any questions, please, by all means, send me an email, kristen at thenattyhour.com. Thank you all so much for checking out this week's episode. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon. So until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.